This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. All right, today we're going to be talking about Euro Trip. Came out in 2004. Directed Scott, do you know do you know about this movie? I I don't. Scott doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> Directed by Jeff Schaefer, Alex Berg. Is that Paul's brother? Yep. <laughs> hey Paul, yeah Dave. And the uh, writer is Alex Berg and Dave Mandel. So these guys, they used to do Seinfeld. I know they do um, the Elaine Bennis show now, whatever, Veep. <laughs> and some other stuff. These guys are pretty funny. I didn't realize they were the ones who did this. So. Yeah, well, I, I went into this movie thinking it's like, oh, okay, there's going to be a bunch of shitty jokes and boobs, so I'll stay for one of those. And it surprised me at how good the writing was. So, yeah, yeah. makes sense. The cast, I mean, of the main people, I think we talked about this over the weekend, but I don't know who any of these people are, besides, obviously, the cameos that come in. Um, do you guys know any of the main four characters? Um, I remember uh, Michelle Trachtenberg from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and uh, Kristen oh, Kirk, yeah. a little bit from Smallville. Wait, you don't remember her from Elektra? Huh? <laughs> she was in Elektra, too. Who? Michelle Trachtenberg? No, she wasn't. I'm pretty sure she was. Uh, she was the little sister in Buffy, right? Yeah, she was the dumb. Yeah, she, she was in the lecture with the gold whip and everything. That, that was a different person. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Ah, I thought that was it. All right. <laughs> glad, we, glad we settled that. Yeah, next week we'll be talking about Electra. We, we wouldn't want people thinking that she was in Electra. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the the main guy, guy plays Scotty. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that guy in anything else. Or since. I've seen, uh, like, Jacob Pitt's guy was on Justified, which is a great show. But uh, yeah, nobody else. And that Matt Damon guy never did anything else again. Jeez. <laughs> Wait, who was he? I didn't even see him in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie, according to IMDb. All right, well, let's get into our lists. Um, these, I would say right up my list, they're all going to be pretty much equivalent because I can't think, there's, number one's easy. But other than that, um, anyway, I want to say number seven for me would be the, the Vander sex scene. <laughs> Hans Gruber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my number six. Yeah, the whole thing, as soon as he just walks in and then, <laughs> this is definitely where I parked my car with this running joke about how the, in bad situations, always saying this is not where I park my car, and they give him the safe word, and he's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" All that stuff. So, <laughs> it was 
Great, great to see a Lucy Lawless cameo. Yeah, I was just going to say. Anytime you can see her in bondage gear, not too shabby. <laughs> yes, number seven, Vandersex. And now the t-shirt he wears later on, too. <laughs> All right, Alex. Yeah, pretty sure. Yep. Number seven is that running joke you mentioned. This is where I park my car. <laughs> then he almost gets to lick a girl's boob at the party because she's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I she forgot about that. <laughs> in, the, in the jacuzzi. Folks, if you haven't seen this, uh, do yourself a favor and get the unrated version. You're welcome. So what's different? I just watched this again. I don't know if I which version I watched. In the rated version, she has a bikini top on. Right. No, she takes it off. I thought. She has it off throughout most of the thing. I think she might take it off later in the scene, but when he jumps in, she's got a top on, and she's doing the, oh, the tree sap thing on her boob. She's got a top on. Okay. But unrated, completely topless. All right. Well, that's that's worth the extra 30 bucks. <laughs> and other things, of course. That was just the one that stands out the most. <laughs> and the more dongs in the nude beach scene? Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Dong quotient went up by 12%. <laughs> Easy there, Don Quixote. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Strong. All right, number seven for Scott. Uh, number seven is when you actually learn, uh, we actually see who Mika is, uh, and that she's ridiculously hot. <laughs> Makes that uh, that Kristen Kirk like an old hag. Uh, but yeah, just the joke and the little brother having to explain how German works to him <laughs> yeah. ridiculously. I'm taking intro to German and I know that. <laughs> uh, Happy hurts yeah. looking. Yeah, this whole time he thought it was Mike. Because yes. you Germans have weird names. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Mika. Mika is hot. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much all the girls in this are hot, but yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. So this is this is the one thing I didn't like, but it still makes me laugh. Talk about our movie gooeys. Number six for me is the email blocked thing that comes up for him. <laughs> Shake my head. At it. <laughs> Sends the email just to, to go off of what Scott says. He thinks it's a guy. When she says we should meet up, he gets all freaked out and f you, stay away from me, you creep, and all that. And then she blocks him. Somehow, an email block sign comes up and has. Have you ever been blocked an email? You wouldn't know if you were. You don't get a big sign like. <laughs> you don't get a big sign like that. I've been blocked. Maybe they were using some like weird German email service. Maybe. Mm. Or they do stuff there like that. But why would he be using that then? Because because she was German. Yeah. Okay. He's a German pen pal. I'm trying to come up with a German joke. I can't do it right now. So we'll move along here. <laughs> Alex. So, so, or, yeah. Sorry, uh, just real quick. Do you, do you think like there'll still be such a thing as pen pals? So the idea is that you make random contact with someone in another country. Uh, I know they talk, like they had, they tried to get people to do this when I was in elementary school. But now that there's no, there are no pens or papers. It's just email that would still be a pen pal. Just a weird thought. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, it's the same thing, just easier. Right, but having to explain to a little kid, like, why it's called pen pal. Because we used to write it in letters with our pens. 
Yeah. I mean, Case closed. Yeah, I mean, how many things with, with a gift horse in the mouth? All these things we still use that make no fucking yeah. sense. Yeah, so. it's true. I actually looked that one up, and I've never forgotten the meaning of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex, number six. Wait, it's your turn to do number six. I just did it. Email block. Oh, the email block. Duh. Yeah. Damn it. This beer is good. <laughs> I love the two uh, Scotty fantasies that he has. The first one where he <laughs> goes like, yeah, I don't understand. And she has this like incredibly huge, handsome German guy with a nice flat top and everything. <laughs> He's like, oh, he really hurt you pretty bad. Yeah, I just don't understand him. He's like, well, maybe you should give yourself to someone else. <laughs> Fräulein. <laughs> that was gold. And then the, he had another fantasy where he was the hero. He's like, Mika, I'm here. <laughs> Scott, let us make love for one whole month. And then Hasselhoff, <laughs> Hasselhoff serenades them. Yes. <laughs> gold. Pretty good. Nice job. <laughs> All right, Scott, number six. Number six was the Madame Van Der Sex thing. So. Okay. Mm. Um, what the hell is that monkey doing? Yeah, see, I had that as an honorable mention. The damn <laughs> monkey chimes thing cracked me up. <laughs> so good. All right, uh, my number five is the post-credit sequence. Especially All the when, bloopers? Yeah, especially when Vinnie Jones is doing his take after take of, fucking <laughs> fuck off! Get the fuck out of the way! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you wankers! <laughs> fuck he just basically runs out of breath. It's like, ah, yeah. Come up and say that, mate. Yeah. Fuck off. And the, the guy, he's, like, he's leaning. He's, he has his arm on the one guy's shoulder who's driving over. That guy's just keeping a straight face the whole time. I don't know how that was possible. Um, but yeah, that. And then they, hit, they bring the monkey back. And I mean, some of the scenes are just completely cut, right? Like the, or maybe it's in the unrated. When they check into the hostel, that never really happens, right? No, they they cut that out completely from the movie. It's always in the credits. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like the idea of, that the these hooligan soccer fans drove the double decker to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that may be on my list down the line. But yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, so yes, the post credit sequence um, number five for me, Alex. My number five is the robot fight. <laughs> This dude just being a robot, and Cooper just hates it. It's like he's just trying to make robot money for his robot family. <laughs> and then Scotty goes out there, and he actually gets a buck or francs. Oh no, it's euros. Still, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's euros. <laughs> and uh, the robot gets pissed off. Then they start <laughs> slow motion robot fighting. Oh, my favorite part is when <laughs> there's a, a Chinese guy, or Asian guy, I don't want to say he's just Chinese, but probably. He's playing, what, what's that instrument called that he's that he's playing? The what? He's got a string instrument, but instead of like a violin, he's hitting the strings with sticks, kind of like a xylophone. So like anyway. the, the harp, the Chinese harp? I guess so. Is I mean, like, he's not—he's not plucking the strings. He's actually. Well, I know, I know, things. I know that that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> and he just started. He sees what's going on. And he goes, "Oh!" And he just starts playing really fast. Yeah. That was awesome. Like a like a real kung fu fight. 
Yeah, so going back to that, um, I just went to Europe for the first time a couple of years ago. I know, Scott, you've been in the past. Does the line for the lube ever get that long that they show there? Because if so, that's ridiculous. No, no, no. Okay. It, I heard like, it's when, but... when I was there, it was packed. But, yeah, you you still they have a few windows open, and you go and pay, and you get in. There's not, like, a line going out the building. Okay. Did you guys, when you were there, did you guys punch through a $10 million painting? No. No. Also, okay. you, also you have to go... Uh, basically underground to get in so the idea of people being above ground on the street in the line for that yeah well no but the line just movie to get get down the escalator to that that part i think in fast in fast motion they show that they show an underground part and then it's so long that it goes back above ground yeah i i don't know it's possible that that happened but i it seems unlikely i also liked how they kind of superimposed they made all these cities look super small like Eiffel Tower is like right behind the Louvre, and then later on when they're in Rome, you can see the Colosseum as they're entering the Vatican and stuff like that. It was, yeah, it's kind of like from what's the puppet movie Dream America Police <laughs> Team America? Yeah, where everything in Europe is just <laughs> the way America sees Europe. I always love that. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Scott, number five. My number five is uh, Mika's little brother when <laughs> Scotty finally makes it to Germany. He's talking to her family. And you see the little <laughs> yeah, kid. I forgot about this. <laughs> he, he takes like a like a black crown and, and draws the like the Hitler mustache on <laughs> his face. And then he's like you see him like goose stepping in the background with the, the Sig Heil salute. <laughs> and look at Scotty's face, like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it wasn't even Sc- Scotty didn't even see him. It was just Cooper. It was just Cooper? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's Cooper. He was trying to get Scotty's attention, but he was listening as to Mika's situation so he could go see her. Yeah. Yeah, little kids like going full Nazi in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in the post credits it shows the director showing the kid how to goose step. I know, it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's my number. It's my number five. Alright. Uh, my number four is boner etiquette. Line always cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're walking to the nude beach and he's asking, so what's the boner etiquette? Are you dig a hole and bury it? or right. <laughs> Let my flag fly. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see boner etiquette or etiquette on boners? Either way, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> boner etiquette. <laughs> it should be the, the uh, title of our autobiography. Boner etiquette. Yes. <laughs> Recording on Hotshot first. So there it is. There. Number four, Alex. My number four is when they're in the Bratislava in that club, and they're getting all hyped up to drink that the absinthe and stuff because it's illegal in the states where it was because they put a bunch of poison in it back then. But anyways, <laughs> they all take a shot and everybody's like, "Dude, are you feeling anything?" Not a damn thing. How about you? <laughs> a little green fairy dude with a pop belly. It's like, I don't feel this goddamn thing. This absence <laughs> is bullshit. <laughs> that was gold. Cool. Then he just flies off. <laughs> yeah, is that fairy anybody? Uh, famous, I should say. Obviously, it's somebody. I don't know. All I don't right. think so. Mm. Scotty doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scotty, number four or five, whatever, five, four, number five, four. 
four is also the absinthe. Um, and just to add on, so they mm-hmm. they they get uh, stereotypically blasted on the the absinthe, and then stuff happens with the twins. Uh, it's pretty hilarious. But I got a feeling you guys touch upon this later, so uh, I'll just say that the the uh, twins uh, get a little crazy in that scene too. Uh, <laughs> Here's the fun fact. Yeah, <laughs> she's your sister, man. Um, all right. Uh, so my number three is as Scott mentioned earlier, the bus ride from London to Paris with all the hockey, the hockey hooligans, the football hooligans. Uh, my number thing. three. My number three ties into this because my favorite part is Cecil about that whole thing. <laughs> Scotty wakes up and then he sees Cooper talking to Cecil. <laughs> and, then so said, and then I had to lick me eyeballs. He was <laughs> like, well, you're on a completely different level of swearing over here. <laughs> yeah. And he's got this hoodie that just says kill something <laughs> on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, OK. So here's here's some fun trivia for you. Um, I know this because I only know this because I looked this up because uh, I don't watch Seinfeld. But the Green Fairy is from Seinfeld, and he's Kenny Banya. Oh, okay. Oh, that was Kenny Banya. Jeebus yeah. H, he had a fat suit on him. Yeah, he must have. It killed Jerry. It's gold. It's gold. <laughs> it's stuff on risk management you gave me. It killed. <laughs> uh. But yeah, when they're driving it from London to Paris, and then all of a sudden they're when they're in France, and so they're driving on the wrong, well, the right side of the road, whatever point of view you want to look at, they're just fucking yep. yelling at everybody to move. Uh, hilarious. And... It's like, don't worry, Germany is just a stone's throw away from uh, from France. That's why they've always been allies. Yeah. Allies. Cecil just agrees with them. Allies. <laughs> uh, Cecil. All right, all right. Uh, Alex, number three. That was it, Cecil. Okay, um, Scott, number three. Okay, number three is uh, after they get to Bratislava. Uh, the there's the whole exchange rate gag that goes on for like five minutes, but the they tips the guy a nickel. <laughs> he's like, he's like, do you see this? And he slaps him in the face. I opened my own hotel. <laughs> he walks up. That cracks me up. So that's hey, don't thing. don't forget happy juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But my number three, the you're so excited that he got a nickel. <laughs> I opened my own hotel. <laughs> you see this? <laughs> yeah. Well, that ties into my number two, which is just a lot, almost all the Bratislava scenes. So that. When the, the guy who gets them there, you know, we're near Berlin. <laughs> yeah. I'm wanted for murder in Berlin or whatever he says. <laughs> he sexually assaulted a horse in Berlin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Scotty goes up to him, oh, I could, let me talk to him. I speak bad German. <laughs> <laughs> and then they meet that guy. <laughs> Miami Vice, number one new show. Where's the blade? Yeah. <laughs> and then the. Uh, Bug just landed on my monitor. And then, uh, <laughs> get out of here. Got it. Um, <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah. I was a giant moth just fucking landed on my screen. Uh, damn it. Threw me off. Why do they call him Boris the Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets, Avi. 
So he's like, when's the tra- is there a train coming? Oh, yes, they build it soon. Or yeah. was it? <laughs> oh, yeah, very soon. They're building it now. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Hammer time. Yeah. Where's the beef? Did you see where's the beef when he pulls up or no? Yeah. Hey, my friends, where's the beef? <laughs> so all of that's gold. And to add with the hotel, I buy my own hotel. All right. Alex, number two. My number two is the whole Scotty Doesn't Know song running through the whole movie. First off, with the uh, cameo from Matt Damon, this song goes out to the sexiest sex puppet I know, Fiona, which is <laughs> Scotty's ex-girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. Gold. And then they're playing <laughs> that song, Scotty Doesn't Know, in Bratislava yeah. <laughs> at that club. It's ridiculous. Yeah, this is my number one. Just the whole the way they do it. First of all, the lyrics are awesome, and it just oh yeah, that keeps coming up throughout the their trips through Europe. Love it. And uh, mm-hmm. fun fact, I think we've talked about this. How he was just he did it because he was filming one of the Bourne movies, and he happened to be there. Yeah. yeah. So, which is weird because I'm assuming that scene was not filmed in Europe. I mean, that could have been filmed anywhere in the United States. I guess maybe just for that one scene, they just got a bunch of people doing American accents <laughs> or actual <laughs> yeah. Americans, like expats there, just to film that one backyard scene. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was just him on stage singing and uh, Chen Li goes up there and stuff. Oh. They were in Europe. Alright. Anyway, hilarious. Funny song and yeah, the other way it keeps coming up. and <laughs> Obviously with a... Well, Going back to when she breaks up with him and they record it and his brother's watching it. Fiona! (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Alex number one. Or I don't know. No, it was Scott's number two, right? I jumped ahead. Scott's number two. Uh, My number two is the the train scene. (laughs) Miscusi, Miscusi. Miscusi, Miscusi. By uh, Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the the that creepy smile he has on his face the entire time. Oh, <laughs> it's it's too creepy. He's creepy. But he gets dark for a second and he's like cuddling up to him. Yeah. It's like giving him a, a shoulder rub. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, he's goosey. He's goosey, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my, my number two. So there's a, I like it. It's, a lot of really dumb stereotypes in this movie with the jokes, but they're still funny. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. I already did my number one, which is Scotty doesn't know. So, Alex, your number one. My number one is that Fiona scene you talked about. Just right off the bat, the movie starts off strong with graduation and everything. He's like, hey, Scotty, we need to talk about it. He's like, hmm, oh, yeah? Talk about what? <laughs> Me breaking up with you. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, damn it! I can't, I can't deal with all the again? lying and the cheating. Yeah, <laughs> like no, baby, I haven't been cheating on you. Yeah, I know. That's what makes this so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who plays Scotty's dad again? What's his face? Uh, George Bluth. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, hey now. yeah. <laughs> They go big family picture and everything, and they're completely oblivious. <laughs> you started to tear up. 
<laughs> she's walking away. Everybody's all family. He's like, all right, big smiles. All right, proud of you. Fiona! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets me every time. And they cut it on videotapes. So There's little brothers at home just watching it, <laughs> replaying it over and over again. Gold. Yep. All right, Scott, number one. Uh, my number one is the Scotty Doesn't Know. Okay. Uh, so, so one thing I, I I did like about this movie is, so it's dumb sex comedy, like teen sex comedy, um, but there was none of that typical high school bullshit really in it with the with the bullies and the cliques and stuff. We just, so we we never really had to deal with any of that stuff, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as the the the, the Fiona thing. Um, so the little brother's pretty much a dick in the entire movie, but uh, well, I mean, somebody pissed all over his bathroom. But, but yes, but Scotty did piss all over his clothes, so it wasn't like <laughs> it was just a one-way street there. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, my number one is the yeah, Scotty doesn't know, yeah. and also I, you know, with my name being Scott, yeah, <laughs> I, I, not a. Mm, it's not as bad now, but for probably a decade after that movie came out, <laughs> I had to hear that like once a week, basically. <laughs> um, going back in the high school thing, too, I like the fact that, yeah, okay, his girlfriend broke up with him, but it's not a big deal. He has the one Fiona scene, but it doesn't like he doesn't, like the whole movie, he's trying to get over it or whatever, right? His friends yeah. are trying to pay. He's oh, yeah, over it the next day. It, or it's... Yeah, there wasn't that, that, yeah, that thing where he was just trying to get back to it. Yeah. Right. Mm. All right, um, that's it. Um, so it's rating time, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I'm going to give it a six. Whoa. I was not expecting anything out of this movie. I didn't watch this until years later. Like This came out in 2004. I probably didn't see it until 2010. When Listener Brian had it on his DVR forever. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. He had the unrated version on his DVR for, like, I want to say at least three or four years. I I want to say, I think everyone kept talking about it, and I just thought, I confused it with the other trip. With, isn't there, like, the... Uh, Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo no, Bay? No. They had a great line about Euro, uh, Euro trip on that one. They're on the airplane getting ready to go to, to um, not Denmark... Anyways, they were on the plane, and they're just like, dude, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be like that movie Eurotrip, except it's not going to suck. Oh. <laughs> I know. Turns out that movie sucked. Anyways. Now, what's the other? Is another trip with what's-his-face? Who's that? Oh, there's that road trip. Road trip. I think for some reason I was thinking that's what this was, and so I just was never giving it a chance. So once I finally watched it. Oh, with Tom Green? Yeah, that's the name I was thinking of. Um. So anyway, I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't watch it, but once I watched it, it just gets better every single time I've watched it. So six is, is probably high, but eh, I, as far as comedies go, I would put this outside up there. And I, I like the fact that the cast is nobody. It's like, eh, these are the real people now. Or at least for me, there's nobodies. Um, so that's it. Six for me. Alex? I'm going to have to say six as well. All right. It's consistently hilarious every time I watch it. So the fact the fact that I can always laugh, 
no matter how many times I see it, it's, it's pretty strong. It says a lot about a comedy. So, yeah, six. All right. And Scott? Uh, this is tough for me. Uh, I'll probably give it a f- no. Yeah, I'll probably give it a four. A four? So, so there's, yeah, a lot of, like... Is this trauma from Scotty doesn't know? <laughs> there's a lot of hilarious moments, but overall, the whole thing is pretty dumb. And a lot of the humor is just low-hanging fruit, even though it still is amusing. Yeah. Uh, it's just borderline between four and five. Um, you know, I, I'd still definitely recommend it, uh, but I, I just can't place it in, like, my top comedies. Uh, so, yeah, four for me. Okay, fair enough. All right, now on, yeah, on to our crossover list, and this is going to be our favorite train moments in media. Mm-hmm. So anything that happens takes place on the train and i'm going to start off right off the bat by doing cheating a little bit (laughs) all right i'm going to allow it i'll allow it (laughs) um my favorite train rides i love the knott's berry farm train the one one where the guy the uh the robbers rob you i love that as a kid the disneyland one that goes around disneyland Mm -hmm. and big thunder mountain those are my rides my trains they like still... Casey Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't like that one that much. <laughs> you don't like seeing the giant ducks? Yeah, we just be talking. That's, that's, that's a horror show, man. <laughs> what about the, the Gold Rush ride? Dead Knots? Whatever the hell it's called. Well, those, that's not really a train. Those are just like mining carts. Whatever, man. <laughs> so, so do they still rob the train at Knots? I haven't been in 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been I don't think years so. Yeah. It'd be, it'd, be, a, it'd be cool if they still do it. Yeah. yeah. And I love that as a kid. And then the the Disneyland one, is just it's classic, right? I mean, just it's part of the atmosphere. But when I was a kid, I loved going through the dinosaur part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know if that's still around either. But It is. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. We take the kids. Do they even move at all? Yeah, they're animatronic. It's the, like, the coyotes and stuff don't move. But the, 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 the T-Rex and the Stegosaurus that fight are still pretty damn animated. They're not that animated. They're pretty <laughs> animated. They're, I they're, mean, it's data technology, tails, of course. They're, they're, like their tails and next move. I don't. I don't know if I'd necessarily qualify that as animatronics, but uh, it's yeah, they, they move. They yeah. move. Yeah. yeah, I remember just being all stationary. So any movement is cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it is. My trains at all my amusement parks. Uh, Alex. Uh, number five, This uh, I actually have some video games in my list. Uh, Sunset Riders, the arcade <laughs> game. Nice, I like that game. If you're lucky enough to get to the train train part, that was awesome. That whole level was amazing. Then you get off the train and you fight a dude at the station. You fight, a, ass. You fight an, uh, the knife guy, right? The, the not stereotypical <laughs> Native American guy? No, that's at another... Is that after another train... I- I could have sworn that guy was at the end of the train level. Maybe I'm thinking of at the beginning of the train level. You you have the guy that's ducking around the crates and he shoots at the train station. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Bury me with my money. (laughs) Best soundbite ever. Damn, I I love that game. Yeah, I was going to say, that might be the best of those type of games. So that one one was the main That one and Simpsons were at the... The Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. The, the local Pizza Hut. So. Yeah. And, yeah. And Konami. 
They're both Konami games. Yeah, weren't they all like Ninja Turtles and X Men, and they are all like the same basic games? You know with what? Different yeah. Skins. I think I think you're right. Yeah. Well, Sunset Riders was the only one where you just shot everything. There wasn't any melee combat or beat 'em up sure. stuff. You just killed a bunch of bandits. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I liked that game a lot. Awesome. So cartoony, running on the bulls as they were <laughs> going <laughs> the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Gold. Recommend yeah, you, you make Take me lose my <laughs> arcade cabinet. Take a lot of quarters when you go play this, kids. Yes. <laughs> or just get it on your meme. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. That's number five. My number five is Red Light, Green Light from oh. Mission Impossible. MI1. Toast. God damn it. <laughs> Where Tom Cruise flings himself from a moving helicopter in a tunnel onto a speeding bullet train. After yelling red light, green light, and somehow heard by John Voight, even though John Voight's character is wearing headphones, or has a headset on. Well, he was a super Over the din of, of the helicopter and the train and being in that tunnel. But anyway. He can probably yeah. read lips, dude. Super spy. So red light, green light. And then the, the train uh, screeches to a halt just mere inches away from helicopter blades impaling uh, our hero, Tom Cruise. Yeah, and it, close shave. Is this the one where the the conductor is like looks like Ichabod Crane? Yes, like the most English looking guy ever. <laughs> and he passes out. Yeah. This is my number four. So good pick. Everything you said, and then I will add the search. Crane. <laughs> the search for him, like inside the train, right, with the girl trying to broadcast out the knock list, and yeah, that's pretty good too. Ripping off the faces and all all that. The whole train sequence in Mission Impossible is great. All right. Well, that was my number four as well. So, uh, Alex, number four. Number four is Speed at the very end. Okay. Where he's fighting with jo- – with, uh, what's his face? Damn it. Not John Voight. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Get to the chopper. He's fighting with him. And then he sees – at first, Keanu Reeves sees one of the uh, – Lights and he has to dodge away because he's on the roof of the subway train. But then he sees his opportunity when he's fighting Dennis Hopper. He just raises him up and it completely decapitates him. Awesome. So he keeps smart. We, he's like, I'm smarter than you, Jack. I'm tougher than you. And he says, Yeah, well, I'm taller. So, dickhead. So I, I didn't. I didn't get that joke until years later. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like. Keanu Reeves is taller than Dennis Hopper. A lot of people are taller than Dennis Hopper. Like I don't, I don't get this joke. And then I'm like, oh, it's just because he just had his head ripped off. Scott okay, I get it now. So by default, he's gonna be, he's gonna be taller. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think one-liners have been Keanu Reeves' uh, mainstay. He's a great action star. I don't remember. Him. He doesn't have any classic one-liners, does he? Sure. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to speed it up. I am an FBI uh, agent. H- yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Rufus! Right. <laughs> um, so those are our number four- fours? I'm lost. Yes. Okay. Number fours. So, so now it's my number three. Well, uh, no. You're number four? You're number four? Yeah. All right. My number four <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Spider-Man oh, 2. Fuck. Uh, Spiderman's. Oh, that's a great one. 
where he, uh, after the yeah. Doc Ock encounter. Uh, the good Spider-Man, by the way. They're good on the, the, the elevated train, and he uses spider webs to stop the train from derailing and killing a bunch of people. And then um, he passes out through the exertion, and nobody takes a picture of him without his mask on, which is bullshit. But anyway. <laughs> well, they didn't have they all... as many smartphones as we did today. That's yeah, true. They, that, yeah, I guess it's... Plus, everybody's it's respecting true. him. A bunch but of they, guys like, it's just a kid. Yeah, they pull him back inside and... Uh, they show once again that the the New Yorkers are the best people in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Got that right, Jerky. If you're Spider-Man, they are. So, uh, that's my number four. Nice, nice pull. Mm-hmm. All right. My number three, this is probably the first time we've mentioned this on the show. Mm. And I can't... Our younger audience may like this. I'm going to say Harry Potter, the first movie... Ah, nice. Okay. And uh, I don't even know. See, I I know it, but I don't know it very well. I know the train station is a something and a half, and they push their luggage through the brick wall. And I don't know how it. people don't freak out when they see them disappearing into the wall. Stupid muggles. Yeah. Know. Magic. Is muggles I guess. the right term for yeah. non-magic users? Okay. Well, yeah. only Hermione. They're, that's half-bloods, muggles. No, no, I thought muggles were the non-magics. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. Oh. I could be wrong. I, I'll, I'll mm. lean on Scott on this one because I don't know. Scott doesn't know either. So who knows? Anyway. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. Forever. But where that's where the gang meets each other, right? And they're in they they're in their little cabin and the they get the nasty jelly beans and all that. Just it's kind of a good entry into Harry Potter. I'm not a huge fan of Harry Potter, but I kind of like the first one most because that's where you're kind of introduced into the whole fantasy world and. Mm. The train ride is kind of the first step. So, I like that idea. Since you brought up jelly beans, the one of every flavor jelly bean. So there's got to be like a human blood flavor in there, right? And you never know which one you're gonna get. Yeah. The, the bogey one. I like the way they say bogey. <laughs> little English, little English children's. Mm-hmm. And his, his little rat isn't his rat like a professor or something. Later on, you Blimey. find out. No. no, he's one of the bad guys. Oh. Yeah, Ron Weasley's, like, familiar. Yeah, Peter Pettigrew. He has him in his pocket this whole time. That's kind of creepy. But Yeah, super spy. <laughs> yeah, John Voigt could take a lesson. So, there was, I was going to mention this earlier. That little... I don't even, that cabin of a train. Have you guys ever been to one of those? No. That'd be um, better on private cabin. Yeah. Private cabin. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I've never been in one either. <laughs> cool story. All right. <laughs> Alex, number three. My number three, and I know Scott is going to appreciate this one. Final Fantasy VI. The Phantom Train. Okay. There's That's this whole... Good level where it takes on a train that's haunted and then later you find out that the train is a ghost itself and you have to fight it <laughs> and there's this move that you can do where you suplex this giant train just this one little pixelated 16-bit guy takes this train up into the air off screen and just slams him back down <laughs> it's the most ridiculously awesome thing in a final fantasy series i love that whole Su- su- suplexing a train yeah. 
it's ridiculous. But the stuff inside the train is pretty interesting, too. So, yeah. Uh, all right. I'll take your word on it. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, number three. Okay. Number three is from Cowboy Bebop the movie. Oh, damn it. That's so they have, they have the two uh, elevated trains, and so it's kind of in the future, so the trains uh, hang from a track as opposed to riding on the track. Like Ninja uh, from uh, Magic Mountain. Yes. And uh, so the hero Spike has to get on one train and get to the another, and that's pretty cool. Uh, but he gets on there, and they have the first confrontation between him and the the villain Vincent, and uh, it's, it's pretty brutal. That whole movie is some awesome animation, mm-hmm. um, some of the best fight scenes in any movie, not just animated movies. I know, seriously. Um, uh, but yeah, that it's a high tense, highly tense scene. Uh, the soundtrack's great, the music's great in that scene. Uh, to ultimately, without spoiling anything, uh, uh, bad stuff happens to Spike, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they they move on from there. But uh, yeah, the whole train scene in Cowboy Bebop movie. Nice. Is this a cartoon? Yes, anime. Animation. Okay, yes, yeah. I'll have to watch it now. I actually, since I like Ghost in the Shell, maybe I should go back and watch some of these old animes. Yeah, never mind. Uh, I, I changed my mind. Forget it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like how Jeff talked himself out of it, right? No, yeah. No input from us. <laughs> just because. No, I might like him, and I just that's not another addiction I need in my life. So maybe it's better <laughs> off. You should drink cocaine. You might like. It. <laughs> yeah. It's it turns bad feelings into good feelings. <laughs> it's a it's nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> All right. Um, my number two is from Dogma. I uh, <laughs> Yeah. So this is the scene where like uh, everyone, all the characters, kind of meet up on the train and they're hanging out. They don't know that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are the bad angels they're trying to stop. So everyone's just kind of hanging out together and having a good time. And then uh, Chris Rock wakes up after he's saying "poopy trim." Booby trim. <laughs> <laughs> And that's who recognizes everything. And then the, the Silent Bob, Kevin Smith, throws them out the window. And says, no ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved. So mm-hmm. Is that his only line in the movie? Uh, I think so. Or I think it's just thanks. Okay. I think right is... Uh, right when God... Or when... Ah, oh, Jesus. Alan Rickman says, if you clean up your act, maybe we'll let you in, or something like that. He's just uh, Jesus was in this in this movie. What? He owed, he owed Chris Rock's character 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But, um, there it is. Dogma. The whole thing. Watch it. Nice. I would definitely do this episode one of these days, because this was the first Kevin Smith movie I saw, and I was blown away by all the movie references. I'm like, I get that. When he said no ticket, I was dying. I'm like, that's from Indiana Jones! <laughs> Wait, you didn't. You, you had to have seen Clerks before this, right, Jeff? No, I did not. And Mallrats really? either? Nor Mallrats. Or Disney. I saw Dogma, and I was blown away. I was I loved the humor in it, and I was blown away by people in the movie theater. Every time something would happen on screen, people would start laughing. And, oh, that, I'm like, what did everyone. I don't know what they were referring to. And then it was old cat, you know, old cast members and all these inside jokes. I'm like, what is this? So I, the next day I went home and I rented all the movies and watched them. But yeah, Dogma was the first. Nice. 
Uh, Alex, number two. My number two is the train ride from Eurotrip. Okay. There it is. We're talking about it. It's awesome. Red Armistice. Excuse me. Scott, number two. Number two is the uh, the end of planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, when Steve Martin's character um, says goodbye to Dell, and he starts having like all these like memories slash flashbacks, like remembering his own family and the stuff that went on with Dell, and then he finally realizes that like Dell really is just this super lonely guy that actually doesn't have like anywhere to go and uh, so he gets off the train and goes back to the train station and Dell tells him that yeah he really doesn't have anywhere to go and he winds up bringing him home with him for Thanksgiving dinner and it's it's a very sweet scene um and uh, you know John John Candy who plays the character like he walks that line really well between just complete schmuck and total you know likable slash pitiable uh, sweetheart. So, yeah, the uh, the end of Plain Shades and Automobiles. Okay, I really don't remember that. I gotta watch that movie again. Yeah, same here. All right. Um, my number one is the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with Young Indy. That's uh, almost on my list too. Ah, yeah. Nice. Uh, just a classic. Classic old school train sequence, running on the roof, going to circus cars, all that. You guys know it. Oh, also kind of puts it fresh in my mind is when you saw John Williams a couple years ago, and they he kind of demonstrated what the what it was without music, and then they scored it right in front of us as it happened. That kind of makes it stick out in my mind a lot. But mm. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, beginning. You see how he gets his scar. You see how he gets his fear of snakes. A little I, bit much, but I'll how he gets his it. attachment to his hat. <laughs> attachment, yeah, attachment yeah. hat. Um, so, yep, yeah, that's it. Uh, Alex, number one. My number one is Back to the Future 3. Another one that I had to leave off, yeah. Where Marty and Doc had to steal the train. <laughs> it's like, is this a robbery? It's a science experiment. And they just, <laughs> they leave everybody alone. They just uncouple the engine and all the wood blocks and everything. That was awesome. Then they have to push the DeLorean to 88 miles per hour. Badass. Plus, that whole, you know, this was before CGI was prevalent or even any good in movies. So that whole train that went off the cliff, off the bridge, was a completely amazing model, working model, that they just careened off and exploded. Ah, tragic. But it was awesome. Yep. I thought you were going to talk about the scene where the little boy points at his penis. <laughs> yeah, the future train, <laughs> space train, yeah. <laughs> Funny, nice, nice pull. Yeah. Uh, Scott, number one. My number one is uh, from the Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, Jaws on the on the train when uh, Bond and Barbara Bach are. Uh, I forget exactly where they're going, but <laughs> Bond opens the door and Jaws is hiding in the closet. Like, it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in a movie. Because, uh, uh, so Richard Kyle, um, also, you, uh, so Frankenstein from uh, Happy Gilmore, <laughs> whatever his name is in that. Right. Uh, his boss. Um, he, uh, he's like seven feet tall. And it's like, 
impossible for him to fit in this closet, and yet there he is. And they go through this whole fight, and it's very, uh, like, silent film-esque, like kind of a Harold Lloyd, uh, just because he's this towering monster. And he winds up, like, Bond winds up winning because he pulls out, like, uh, some power cords and jams them into his metal teeth. And they there's this cool effect where his teeth light up, and he winds up getting thrown off the train, oh, but he's like... Horse lightning? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But he's, like, indestructible, so, you know, he gets up again later. <laughs> So yeah, the uh, the the scene with Jaws and the train and the spy left me. Okay, yeah, I've never seen that one. Is that a Sean Connery one or is that? That's a uh, Roger Moore. Okay. Yeah, it's the first yeah. one with So so Jaws appears in two Bond movies, and that's the first one. He finds right. his true love in the second one. Mm, he does. Okay. It was a girl with braces. Take your word on it. <laughs> um, I would say as we were... All right, that's our list. As we were talking, I came up with one. I got to add as honorable mention. And this would displace a lot of mine is... Jerky Time from Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. The whole scene where they're uh, scamming the guy out of the juice report. Love that scene. Manny New Year! Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> And what's her face is dressed up in like Lederhosen, but she's talking Swedish. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Sweden, <laughs> but you're wearing Lederhosen, cause I'm from Sweden. <laughs> Merry New Year, ah ah ah. Eddie Murphy's whatever that thing is they hold, he's hitting his shoulders with it, cracks me up. <laughs> All right, nice. um, that wraps it up. What did our listeners say? Anything this week? Uh, yeah, old oh, Joe. Right made a list for us he hasn't he hasn't seen euro trip oh joe go watch it unrated all right but he does yes he has a top five train scenes number five expendables three guys seen that nope i haven't seen that either uh number four hancock which is a good scene wait what guys the train scene in hancock where he stops the train oh hancock yeah okay i thought you were saying like hank hawk But yeah, I also yeah. did see I did I did see Expendables three, and that was a good scene, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Hancock. Uh, number three, Stand by Me. Oh, that's a good one. I got one on the train, but the train almost gets him. Oh, that's right, man. That's another one I gotta see. Uh, the Lost Boys when they fall into the mist. I don't remember that. I kind of do remember this scene. Okay, yeah, I, I know he's talking about. And Michael doesn't think, want to go because he's afraid. Come on, Michael, let's go. And uh, number one, the sound of inevitability from The Matrix. Oh, nice. Yeah, awesome. And Agent Smith gets smushed, but <laughs> he comes right back. He respawns instantly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And that's nice it. Nice list, Joe. Thanks. All right, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I love sports. Sports ball. You, you loan sports? I do loan sports. Okay. I love them, too. Uh, sad news. Beloved Yankees player Keith Hernandez died this week. Well, I don't know. Nothing was right with what you just said, but... What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that doesn't. that's unusual for a sports report from Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continue on. 
Uh, that's it. Everybody's in mourning. Keith Hernandez, man. That sucks. Uh, okay. Do you do you want to do you want to start on this, Jeff, or should I? <laughs> I don't. But do you really know that he's not a Yankee, or is that or is that? I know what your joke you're making, but are you making that joke too? Uh, well, I just saw him in Seinfeld. I didn't know he wasn't not a Yankee. Well, that was a Met. The other day, you got the Mets right and not the Yankees. This time, when you could have got it right, you flipped yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> Wait, how can New York have two teams? Same reason uh, the Rams now have two football fucking teams. I don't know. <laughs> Los Angeles has two teams and Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and all the other shit that goes on. <laughs> Sports are great. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Alex. What position did Hernandez play? Keith? Yes. Uh, pitcher? No. Oh. I know they're very, they're very important, so that's what I guessed. Okay. First baseman. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Well, that's possible you're just going to go in order until you got it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Time for Neum News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay, so uh, did either of you catch the Kingsman 2 teaser trailer? No. Yeah, the one where they flashed all the pictures and everything? Yeah, yeah well, they sped up clips. Yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, the teaser for the Kingsman 2 came out last week. Uh, yeah, it was a bunch of scenes from a new movie, but at high speed. Uh, I actually watched a version of the trailer where they slowed it down, so you get to see a little bit more. But it looks like the, at least like the three surviving characters from the last movie are back. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like there's some fun stuff going on. Uh, they they definitely uh, go into some weird places here. Um, I really nice. enjoyed the the last Kingsman, so I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I always, well, typically I enjoy Matthew Vaughn's work. Um, so. Old Matty Vaughn? Yeah, I expect this to be more of the same. Vince's uh, brother? Hmm? Vince's brother? No. Did no relation. Oh. Not even a little bit. Uh, so. What about, what about Rick Vaughn? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> what about Mo Vaughn? They're cousins. I'm shocked that Alex said move on. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, hold uh, on. Yeah, my kind of kind of stopped me in my tracks. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so moving on to some Marvel news. Quite a bit of Marvel news here. Ooh, Marvel. Uh, X Men. The next X Men movie supposedly has a new title, and that is X Men Dark Phoenix. I wonder what it's going to be about. Uh, it'll another one about Wolverine. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Jeez. So <laughs> yeah. So this obviously be about Jean Grey. Uh, they, I mean, they. It's kind of weird because they they're so the whole thing is like a reboot to kind of begin with, even though it takes place before the other X Men movies. But now they're like going through the whole Phoenix thing all over again, mm-hmm. like they did at the the end of the second one and the end of the third one. Or, I mean, all the third one, I should say. Uh, well, X-Men so, continuity with, you know, the 
X-Men Origins, Wolverine, and all that stuff has been a mess from day one. So we're going to have more um, more Jean Grey, more Cyclops, uh, probably more Jubilee. They're going to bring back the kids from the last movie. I would imagine that we, they would try to bring back James McAvoy for all this, although his contract's up. Uh, can't imagine Fastbender will return for Magneto, but they don't really need him, I guess. Yeah, so we'll see where they go from here. Mm. Um, I'm not excited about it. I guess would be the word. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, that the apocalypse movie that came out was okay. So it this is the series that I think is really approaching the saturation point uh, of all the the Marvel and DC stuff at this point. Too much uh, X-Men's. So say, say what you want about, uh, like, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman being bad. But... I will. People still want that shit a lot. So... <laughs> uh, there that is. Um, just brief note about Ant-Man. So Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, will start filming in June. So Sweet. that's on track. And I hope they, they, they do more with the Wasp. Because Evangeline Lilly is, uh, what's the word? Hout. Mm-hmm. So more Wasp is good. Uh, did you guys see the latest Thor trailer? Yeah, dude. Awesome. I wasn't, I mean, I watched the last two Thor movies and they were okay. Even with the trailers, I wasn't really that hyped. But I think maybe it's just that the Ragnarok logo is all in 80s glam rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm super hyped for it. Yeah, I dug that. <laughs> so the trailer's been out for, I don't know, a couple weeks now. I know I watched a reaction video from Kevin Smith. <laughs> and he was super excited. Uh, but yeah, it, looks, it looks wacky. Uh, they, they definitely up the, the the action here. There's no going to Earth on this one, which is good. At least it yeah. didn't seem that way. Uh, there's, of course, the Hulk. So uh, yeah, without man, without man. saying too much about the trailer, if you haven't seen it, go watch. But it looks uh, pretty wacky. I watched. Uh, I there's it. It just elbow running through a forest, looking badass. Yeah, what more do you want? Mm-hmm. I read all of uh, a World War Hulk and Planet Hulk, and I saw the uh, Planet Hulk cartoon that was on Netflix for a while. Dude, I'm hype. Yeah, it's gonna can't wait. I think it'll be good. I enjoyed the last two Thor movies, so I expect I will enjoy this one as well. You like Dark World? I did. Uh, I had yeah. one of the I had one of the weakest villains out of all the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. But I still liked it. It had its moments. Fair enough. Uh, and then finally uh, <laughs> David Hasselhoff has a song in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. As if there wasn't <laughs> enough reason to go see this movie. Which, which comes out in less than two weeks, right? Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, yeah, so Hasselhoff has a song in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's badass. If, if anybody hasn't seen Kung Fury, <laughs> do yourself a favor. Yeah. Go watch Kung Fury. Seriously. Or at least look up the soundtrack and look for David Hasselhoff. Uh, you you won't regret it. So that's, that's my news. Uh... Jeff, did you have anything to add here? 
Uh, no, not really. Just I started watching Better Call Saul again as it's come up. I really like that show. I recommend it if you're not watching it. Um, and uh, Silicon Valley starts up tonight, I believe. I'm going to start watching that again. That's all I got. Okay. Mm. Alex? Uh, yeah. Quick recommendation also. I just saw first season of The Magicians on Netflix. It is like uh, Harry Potter, but with college kids and stuff. It's pretty cool. And uh, it doesn't seem like it for the first half of the season, but it's a hard R, so forewarned. So so I read the books. I don't know why, because I didn't really like the first book. <laughs> I think it's just because I was bored and wanted something to read. Uh, I but uh, I read the other two, and they got a little bit better. But all the characters, I hated all the characters. Okay. I tried watching the first few episodes of the TV show. And it was even worse, so I don't know how I'm going to get through any more of it. But yes, to Alex's point, uh, they it, it, it's on Sci-Fi Channel, right? But they they filmed it for something more along the lines of like stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's Reese's stuff going on there. Uh, I can't say I recommend it though. So you have to take Alex's word on this one. Well, I do. So there it is. All right. Oh. All right, that wraps up this week. What are we talking about next week, Scott? Next week, we're going to go a little more modern here and talk about Deadpool. And then for our crossover topic, we're going to be talking about our favorite funny sex scenes. Uh, So if anybody else wants to add on the list, just try to keep it more on the humorous side, I guess. I'll talk about like your most boner-inspiring scenes, like the best boner scenes of 08 or whatever it is. But anyway. Boner jams 08? Poner jams is so. Anyways, Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool next week, along with your funniest sex scenes. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>